<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to I've Heard That, the podcast from Heard App Marketing that discusses digital marketing trends, tips, and more. Welcome back. I have two amazing experts here with me today. Welcome, Kirsten. Welcome, Alexi. Uh, tell us what you do at Herd At. Yeah, so my name is Alexi English, and I am the local search manager at Herd At. Um, so I manage the local search team every day and optimize business profiles in search engines and directories um, so businesses can be found in the local search results. Awesome. Yep. And you, Kirsten? Hi, my name's Kirsten Smith, and I'm the Director of Social Marketing and Brand Communications. I oversee all of our organic social media at Herdot, so running uh, social media for our clients and also all of our own brands. Awesome. Well, today we have a super important topic for small businesses. Um, well, enterprise businesses, I guess everybody, so I don't know what I'm saying there. <laughs> um for local, can you break it back down for us, Alexi? I know it's been a while since season one, since we had you on. Um, share with me um, at what is local search and um, what do we do for small businesses? I keep saying small businesses, guys. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> It's okay. Local um, businesses. Yeah. So <laughs> local SEO is a type of search engine optimization aimed to increase a business's relevancy in the local search results for relevant searches with local intent. Um, yeah, so like if you're looking for a coffee shop, obviously we have coffee. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for a coffee shop um, and, you search in, and you search in Google coffee shop, Google's going to show you the nearest one. Uh, it's like heavily weighted towards yep. proximity. Most prominent one. Yep. So it's probably going to show you a Starbucks because they're everywhere. Yep. It's it's also going to show you a coffee shop and not an ice cream shop. So yep. relevant, right? Yep. Awesome. Um, and then how and where does that overlap with social? Because obviously we have Kirsten here today too. So, Yeah. So I think for local, like a lot of times when you search a local business, you will see social profiles show up in the organic search results and also in the knowledge panel. Sometimes Google will scrape your social profiles in um put your social profiles there. Yeah. So it'll also show like, Hey, here's their Facebook page. Yep. And then sometimes it pulls over reviews from Facebook. Yep. It's like really heavy on Facebook and Foursquare. Yeah. Like I feel like when I search a local business, like Facebook in the organic results is probably like one of the top three, at least top five in the search results. Oh yeah, definitely. So. And so what kind of content, um, Kirsten, can they put on their social channels, Facebook specifically, typically, um, to like help, um, give visibility to their to their searchers that are finding them on Google. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to always claim first all of your Facebook pages. There's multiple times where someone will go to a business, check in, do that thing, and it's just a floating Facebook page that's mm -hmm. out there that a business doesn't even know exists. So I think that's the most important thing is to make sure you're claiming all of those they're, they used to call, be called children pages, but now they're called location pages. Claim all of those, making sure those are optimized with correct imagery, correct about information. So same with your main page and your location pages. Fill it all out. Optimize it. Make sure you're talking about what it is. Also, too, 
make sure the location is correct, which usually pulls from Google. So if that's not pulling correctly, you know that your listing could be wrong on Google also. Yeah, that's a great indicator. Um, I think what we've talked about in um, previous episodes regarding local searches to use the same data set, use correct and consistent information. And that's um, really important when you think about Facebook, as you mentioned, because people could be checking in and it's more if, if you didn't create it as the business, it's probably user user generated or created that way. And it's probably incorrect yeah. and going unmanaged. And as a brand, you definitely don't want to be putting your uh, that foot forward um, because it's n- usually not on brand. Yeah, you'll you see like photos on there that are not on brand, <laughs> comments that are not on brand, postings that are not on brand. So making sure you have control. Those, and a lot of businesses don't don't, don't even know, know they exist out there. So that is really important to make sure that you know they they are they are out there. Yeah, and like sorry, back to the business information. Like I don't think a lot of people realize like we consider Facebook like another directory. Um, like it's like top five in the directories that you should claim. Yeah, it's um, very influential to Google because it yep. does have such relevant signals um, and engagement from from like. Uh, the audience on Facebook. So Google's saying, hey, this is valuable. We see people interact with this. Let's yep. um, give it some weight. Yeah. So your name, address, phone number, make sure your website URL is on there. Um, like you, like Facebook, like you said, has so much area for you to put your business information. Like the about me section is huge. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're filling it out completely. Yeah. People use Facebook a lot of times as there's like a website. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of small businesses actually that's their website, but then also us as users look to Facebook to get more information about the business also. So the service section, like what do you have to offer to the audience? You know, making sure you're filling that out, correct contact information so people can call you or jump on your your website if you do have one. Yeah. Um, I think a question that we get a lot is from businesses that have multiple locations. They're like, look, can I just ignore them? Like I don't want to <laughs> do, you know, 12, 15, 50 Facebook pages on top of the page that we've spent so much time and energy to um, like optimize for our brand page. So in that um, example, what do you, what do you tell the client um, who says like, can I opt out? Can I turn these off? Or is there a way to manage these at scale? Um, There is no way to turn them off because like I mentioned, people check in and they're going to exist out there. You can do very low maintenance on them just to make sure that the information is correct. You can also turn off settings where people can't post on that page or be able to, you know, so you don't have to manage the postings on there. You can do a lot of settings, but they're not going to go away. So there is going to be have to be a little bit of management. Awesome. For those. Yeah. So you can't just put your head in the sand. You yeah. have to do something with them. And of course, for them to not go unmanaged, claim them at least at mm-hmm. a bare minimum, make sure that information is mm-hmm. correct and consistent. And then, um, so you mentioned they used to be called child pages, now they're location pages, but can you still put them into a hierarchy then? Um, you can within um, Facebook. So you will still have your parent page as it used to be called too. And then you put them in the hierarchy of the location pages, but it's still going to be pulled up based off of where you're located too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you search in Facebook, say um, for we have Scooter's Coffee in front of us. I don't know if we can say that. But <laughs> we can. Um, so when you search for Scooter's Coffee, it could show you their brand page or it could show you the nearest yep, location nearest to mm-hmm. you. And you would want to make sure that all of those are optimized should somebody um, use Facebook like a search engine and come across yep. your location pages. Right. And, you know, the, 
also within that, because since there's a lot of scooter drive throughs I could be across the street and have checked into scooters. And then I'm confused as a user when I'm like, oh, I see scooters is right beside me. But it's actually across the street because someone checked into the wrong location, mm-hmm. made that location page, and then the business uh, never managed it. Yeah. So then the, that that's like a great, another great point that there's duplicates out there. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, yeah. if they, someone made the page with the wrong information and then someone can go through and make the page with the right information, you also have to manage those duplicates, um, yep. suppress them or, um, combine them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can happen. Yeah. Um, so another thing with like not wanting to manage multiple location pages, like I said, like it's considered a directory. So you want to have a page for all your locations, but also with reviews, it's another way to manage your reviews. Also, like a lot of businesses only have one page and they could have 20 locations and all the reviews for that one location or all those locations are going on that one page. Right, right. Um, and that doesn't make sense if you're a no. searcher because yeah. you're like, well, was how was your experience at that location? Yeah. I mean, think about like a, a restaurant or um, even a hotel varies so much from location to location that it would make a difference on if you were going to go to that specific location. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Well, Facebook and Google uh, definitely have a lot in common when it comes to features. So tell me about a few of the features that um, Google has has rolled out over the past like year, year and a half to kind of keep up with Facebook and the engagement on the engagement side. Yep. So one is Google posts, which I think a lot of businesses neglect and they shouldn't be doing that. Um, one, it's a way to, um, get more real estate in the search results. So why wouldn't you do it? Um, another thing is if you're going to be posting, like it takes up more space, Yeah, more space. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because like the more information you're putting on your Google My Business listing, it makes your listing physically longer. Yeah. So yeah, like a post is a good um, like block yep. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a visible image. Um, so it's like can be eye catching too and, and yes. makes, drive a click. Yeah, I would definitely go to that listing quicker if I saw there were posts on it. Um, yeah. And then another thing, like if you're going to be posting on social, if you're going to be posting on Facebook, why wouldn't you go post on in Google posts as well? Oh yeah. It doesn't have to be additional work. I think that's what we've seen is like, if you're creating, if you have a strong social strategy that you know is working for you, that's, um, like getting engagement from your, your channel audiences, then you can replicate that on Google. Um, Google's like a broader net, so it's still going to fit. Um, I was looking at Wendy's the other day and they're doing an awesome job using those Google posts. Mm -hmm. Um, they had a post for downloading their app, um, and then you could claim an offer. Yeah. Um, they had a post to order and they're doing like some cool online ordering through Google. Um, so they you were using new those, menu items, yeah. stuff like that. They were yeah. doing a lot with posts and um, it just made it a lot easier to to know like um, what you wanted to do and, and you can do it quickly. You don't have to go to the site to go order. You didn't have to like yeah. go to the app to download the offer. They just had it right there in Google. I was like, that's oh, awesome. That's yeah. too easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's what's nice about, like you mentioned, you don't have to reinvent the wheel even with your post mm-hmm. because if you have it in Facebook, you're already analyzing every single post that goes out the door. You know what your audience is um, reacting to and what wants, what they want to see and what they want to see more. They tell you even yeah. like what they want to see. So why don't you use that same strategy towards the Google postings and, and try it within that and then, yeah, you yeah. can, you know not reinvent the wheel all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And um, tell me about a few of the post types, because obviously Google makes it super easy. It's not just a blank canvas. You have to kind of 
um, figure out which of these categories your message goes into. And then it knows what it, it prompts you on what to do or how to optimize that. Yeah. So um, there's a, there's event posts, there's product posts, um, there's update posts. So anything that doesn't fall in those categories could go in the update posts. COVID. There's COVID. There's type. a COVID one. There's a fifth COVID one. There's a fifth one. But there's many options. And then they have other call um, like CTAs calls to action. Yep. Um, to for those product posts, they're like book okay, now, call yeah. now, learn more. Um, there's a lot. driving to the website, of course. Yep. yep. There's a lot of options. So that's awesome. Um, messaging has been huge for Facebook. Um, I know that a lot of businesses have implemented um, like a messenger strategy. So tell me about that and how um, to execute that on Facebook and then. Tell me about Google too, because they just rolled yep. out something similar not too long ago. Yeah, Messenger has definitely been growing within the social channels, especially within Facebook. It's just another way to just, you know, execute great customer service. But I think that's the thing you need to execute the great customer service. You can't just set it and forget it with a bot, which yeah. is easy to do. A lot of businesses will set it and be like, we will respond within 24 hours. Well, and they never do. And they never do. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, there's ways to use bots to make, uh, you know, communication tree. And if someone's asking this question, then it can respond with this. And or if someone's like, talk to representative, then you can get someone, you know, to respond. But I think that's another opportunity to create that, you know, just in that engagement and that that connection with the customer within Messenger. And a lot of people that are online are looking for that. I mean, chat's been huge for if you even go to a website. Yeah. And you just want to talk to, a, you know, a representative instead of calling and doing all that because you're like, you know, I'm already on the computer. Mm-hmm. I can get it solved right now. So social has been a good way for businesses to also do that. Yeah, they make it really easy. And mm-hmm. back to your point of using a bot, like I've had good experiences with a bot and I've had horrible experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had experiences recently where I'm like, I just want to cancel your service. And they're like, cool. Okay, great. We I got feel it. like airlines always want to use a bot at first. Oh my gosh. And I'm like human no. person. Human right away. Somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where, you know, you really need to create also a strategy within Messenger because you can't just set it and forget it and you know, think that a bot's going to take care of it because there's still that human interaction that people want, even though through it's through chat. So I know that um, besides the customer service issues that that can cause, um, you can get yourself in hot water really quickly with the algorithm too. Like a lot of like both Google, both and Facebook have SLAs, like how quick do you have to respond um, to somebody Mm -hmm. um, before you get dinged, before you get turned off? I think it can both platforms turn you off? I think Turn yeah. off your messaging. Yeah, Google and can. it's yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. just it's that twenty four hours, which is really that's why they're like we'll respond within twenty four hours, and the algorithm. If you don't, they're going to kind of like if people aren't post or aren't liking your post, they're going to think, well, you're not relevant anymore. We're going to just mm-hmm. you know put someone else in front of you, and and just put you to the end. So that's just always something to think about too. It's not just creating that great customer service. You have that. Yeah. Algorithm, that big scary word, um, <laughs> following you everywhere within social and in, in Google. Yeah. Giving you points for when you perform and giving you mm-hmm. like thumbs down negative points when you don't. Yep. What about Google? Um, what's the best practice for response on Google? Yeah. So it's 24 hours um, and I t- I've never tested it before, but yeah, Google will turn it off for you. Um, so yeah, like if you're going to be using Messenger for Facebook, like Google posts, you should use Messenger and Google use the same exact strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, Google just rolled it out where you can do Messenger from your phone. Too. No, so it was only in the app originally, but gotcha. now it's in the desktop. Oh, so originally okay. they couldn't respond within the desktop. 
which that's way more convenient, I think. That seems, yeah. If you're a small business owner, I get why they wanted you to use the app because you're on the go. Yeah, and but that you know, was maybe, literally the only place you could respond. But, but uh, yeah, and what a pain because if you're the only one with the app how and you manage mm-hmm. a team, if you're if you're really not the only business owner, yeah, then you're going to want to task it out to somebody else to yeah. be like, hey, when, when you're on call, you respond or, yeah. you know, hey, front desk, like you respond. Yeah, so that's why we tell business owners, like if you want to turn this on, like you better be prepared to respond within 24 hours. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's really great if business owners want to use it, but... They got to be prepared. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Any other insight you have for um, social and local? No, I think you know it's just really important. It's it's funny how you don't think about Facebook, especially as like a local listing, yeah, or using it as a listing because you think of it as like, oh, I'm just going to be you know social on it, communicating. Yeah sharing pictures, sharing, you know, um, any business promotions or anything out there. So I think it's important to understand that people are also using Facebook to find you. Yeah. And I guess you could say the same then, right, Alexi, for Google, because in that people typically think about Google My Business as an SEO um, play, like a, uh, like a search engine optimization, um, part of that strategy and not from the social aspect and it is a great place for you to engage (laughs) as the business back to those potential searchers. Yep. I definitely agree. Awesome. Well, thank you ladies for sharing all of your insights. I'm so excited to have you back in the studio. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining me, Alexi. Thanks, Kirsten. Thanks. Awesome. I've heard that is a part of the heard at media network. For more information, follow heard at on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit heard marketing.com. A Huda Media Production.